cage, Kanobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanute, Mutsu, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan Chi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tenkenji, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tribe, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character today. Very special guest, a long time in the making. He is the host of the Galaxy Brains podcast, writer Dave Schilling. Dave, how you doing? Good, good. This is uh, definitely a long time coming. I remember when you decided to do this, I said, ooh, I want to talk about Mortal Kombat. That sounds fun. I like to be on that. And now here we are. Finally talking about it's Mortal happening. Kombat. It's sick. Yeah. It's sick as hell. And uh and I I do I, I like that I feel like I'm completing my uh my Galaxy Brains Infinity Gauntlet cuz I had Jonah on uh a while back mm-hmm. and now I've got the other Galaxy Brain, Dave. That's right. Um, you completed your Do you stat. have any like engineers or producers that I should get on? Yeah, or? I'll introduce you to Kylie, our producer. She's uh, she's a comedy person in New York, producer of many things, many comedy shows. I think she would love Perfect. to talk about Mortal Kombat. We did Perfect. we did a Mortal Kombat episode uh, of Galaxy. Did you Prince. really? Yeah, about the film. Oh shit! Yeah, our guest was the professional wrestling announcer Excalibur, who works for All Elite okay. Wrestling, and we talked about the Mortal Kombat wrestling connection it is all kind of tied up in the same sort of ideas i think mortal Kombat and pro wrestling that's delightful yeah great well it sounds then like you have some passing familiarity with the mortal Kombat franchise or at least with the most recent uh film i assume it was for the the new movie that you were covering oh on the show. oh yeah we talked about the new film um you know i watched that bad boy on hbo max and we we recorded that episode. Great uh, place to watch a, th- a film that was meant to be released theatrically. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Dune on um, HBO Max. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, it's fraught. Going- they got a great iPhone app. Yeah, they do. It, it's fraught going to the theater <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. And I was told, you know, you want to watch it on the biggest screen possible. Well, instead of watching it in a theater, what I was going to do is get five TVs. And they're all going to okay. show Dune at the same time. I feel like you'd want to do an even number. Immersive. No, Why would you five, do five? Isn't there going to be just five. like a chunk of the, like you could do a square or a rectangle with four nope, or six. Nope, but five. Because I want to be able to exit for the, the room without running over the TV. I need a, I need I a got gap. It. If you have to take a bathroom break, you walk over the wall and you rip one of the 65 inch TVs Yeah, imagine off. doing that. That'd be stupid. Carry it over to the toilet. Not, yeah. They're not going on the wall. They're going around me. Okay. They're going around oh, okay. in a, a semi circle. Okay. It's like playing that game Steel Battalion for the original Xbox. Yes, it's just like that. It's the same it's as that. It's the same thing. 
Uh, I like that. I, I actually was just recently trying to figure out um, how do I see a movie that's only coming out in theaters that I want to see before everyone ruins it? Because I want to see Shang-Chi. It kicks ass. Um, I saw it. I heard it's awesome. I, I love fight. Obviously, I host a Mortal Kombat podcast. Obviously, I love a good fight. Um, and I don't want it, the people to spoil the Mortal, the, the like Marvel stuff in it because I am still watching that franchise. I'm zipping. Right? I'm zipping my lips. Okay, you're not going to hear a word. Zip them up about Shang Chi. Don't tell me if he survives his movie. Um, uh, yeah, I won't say that. Oh, I won't say anything about but, it, about that. Yeah, but my solution, since they're doing a 45-day theatrical window and I have an unvaccinated child at home, so I'm not going to the movie theater, is that I'm going to go to the drive-in alone uh, since go. I have a child at home. Yeah. My wife and I can't leave the child at home. Normally, I have a sitter option. I'm going to sit alone in, in my minivan at the drive-in and watch Shang-Chi. And honestly, I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be a, an absolute treat for me. Yeah, yeah. Kick up your feet on the dash. Pop a yeah, pop a cold wreck soda. the dash. Um, <laughs> just ruin it. Just rub your Jordans all over the. I'm gonna be yeah. wearing my steel-toed boots, and I'm just gonna fucking shred that. Yeah, thing. why? Why do you have spurs, Ben? Um, because I like to have the option to make someone go faster if I hop on their back. <laughs> I just like the jingle jangle sound when I walk. I just by. like the jingle jangle they make. Who's that? Who's that um, loud man walking down the street? Oh, that's that's Ben. <laughs> He wears spurs you, on his boots. Do you think I'd get far just like, you know, in the biz as with the reputation that I show up to every general with spurs just like welded onto my Nike reacts? I, I guarantee you what will happen is that People every, will be every executive will be like, who is the big dick bastard who just walked in here? Sign him up. Whatever mm-hmm. he wants. Give him a check. Give him one of those. Give him the new X Men movie for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let him do Googam. Let him do. Oh God! If they would only let me do Googam. Let me Googam. Real talk. I did bring up Googam in a meeting with a Marvel studio mm-hmm. that no longer exists. Twentieth oh. Century Fox. Mar- Marvel Television. Oh, so you were the one that brought him down. I brought up Googam, and the next day they shut down no it was pre-shutdown but i want to preserve this beautiful moment in time i brought up googam and they said it was the first time anyone had ever stumped them yeah because neither executive had heard of googam <laughs> and they were like trust me no one's ever brought up a marvel character where we didn't know who it was that rules that's the most amazing story i've ever heard yes they also mentioned in a follow-up email that i had gotten the song uh googam son of goom Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Stuck in their heads for like weeks. Oh, you sang that in your meeting. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then, so and then maybe Jeff that's an answer Loeb why the show jumped didn't get off a building. Made. Yeah, Jeff Loeb said, "I uh, acquiesce." Any yeah, rights I'm, to you know Marvel? What? You know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take they care. said Daredevil's over because <laughs> the guy came in here and he sang Ugam. Um, that is a true story. I don't think I've told that story before on on the cast. Oh boy, that's um, but, awesome! We got a little uh, exclusive here, a little Hollywood exclusive. This is a Holly. I fully expect this to appear in Deadline tomorrow. So, Dave, you have done. Uh, this is what I know about your relationship with Mortal Kombat. You did a podcast about it. Yes. Um, have you played the games? Are you familiar with the story, the franchise oh, beyond Lord, the films? Good grief! Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I think every boy that's been on this show probably played mortal Kombat incessantly yeah. 
Um, I certainly did. I had a, I had a Sega Genesis because I wanted that blood, baby. I'm well, not yeah, trying of to get that that uh, sanitized Sweat. Mortal Kombat. Give me a break. Yeah. Get that out of here. You don't want people that are so sweaty that when they punch each other, their sweat goes flying off in big globs. No, I want big red goo just covering my screen. So yeah, I pl- and you could only get that on the Genesis. That's right. Uh, I loved Mortal Kombat. I still think Mortal Kombat's awesome. I loved the first movie. Uh, I think it's the perfect video game film. I am still mm-hmm. sore mm-hmm. that the latest Mortal Kombat movie dispensed with the tournament. I can't. That was weird. I don't. That was a weird choice. Me no, right? me no likey. Me no likey. No yeah. tournament. Okay. <laughs> this is a. T- this is a story <laughs> about a tournament, and you've invented a brand. Yeah, you've invented a brand new protagonist. You have taken the tournament yeah, his out. Na- his name was like John Gregory or something. <laughs> John Gregory. Dunn. Like Shane Dane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Griffin Dunn. His name was, yeah, was Griffin Dunn. Yes, Andre Gregory. Would have been a lot more interested if it was Griffin Dunn, the actor who had gotten pulled into the world of Mortal Kombat. Star of After Hours, director. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Not. I've heard of After Hours, but Outworld. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, uh-huh. I love Mortal Kombat. I think it's awesome. I don't know a lot about the new mythology. You know, a lot of the okay. stuff that was in the latest film that I know was from the new reboot games. I'm not familiar. Kind with. of. Yeah. Uh, it not honestly, not much <laughs> came from the reboot okay, games. The reboot done. games are not that far off from the original. There are like new uh, characters series. and stuff, right? There's like there are. all kinds of new characters and and twists and things. I know Outworld well, versus Earth in the Mortal Kombat okay. tournament. I know Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung, and I know Liu Kang, and because of the movie, you know. Sure. When did you hop off the games? Like how far? into the series where you like oh, i'm good adulthood <laughs> i stopped okay. playing video games yeah. when i became an adult <laughs> what which game came out when you hit adulthood oh boy okay i mean that was i was being facetious here Date yourself um i think the last mortal Kombat game i probably played was three i didn't play four okay. i know everybody hates four so once things went 3d you kind of like dropped off yeah i was a 16-bit video game player um mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. i got you know into the xbox when that finally launched and, and i had a, a playstation 2 but there weren't mortal Kombat games around that time there was like that lull of there's no mortal Kombat. There, no dave there were like four mortal there Kombat were four games mortal Kombat games this franchise this is a bad we're talking about a character who was in one of them oh boy i didn't play them yeah i think it was because i was in college and then i moved here to la and i was just like well, i, don't I guess arguably games. there were three. Oh, it was Three, four. It was three. I was out, I you know, get, getting drunk and, and meeting meeting people and trying to. You were live. meeting hot babes. I was meeting babes. Yeah, I was surfing and mm-hmm. I was, you know, hanging ten. Yeah, I was just shaka drinking beer with Spuds McKenzie on a longboard. Yeah, I was crushing the 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 gleam in the cube and all that stuff. So I didn't have Fair. time for video games. Fair. I got into sports I, video games. Really, that was it. Was college was then well, sports video games and Halo and Call of Duty and all that stupid stuff. Fair. You were into the toxically masculine video games instead of the, uh, you know, more open and accepting. Mortal Kombat and, is very and, egalitarian. Men and women fight each other. Uh, yeah. And that's awesome. Isn't that what we want? Mm-hmm. It's for men and women to fight on the same equal playing field? <laughs> that's that, that's specifically what I want. <laughs> this is the future liberals want. It's Outworld. Yeah. 
it's Outworld uh, and a fighting <laughs> tournament that must be fought every. Well, okay. Well, so here's here's the thing interesting. That so I'm I, what I would love to do then is before we dive into the character we're talking about today, who was introduced in the final Xbox game, I believe, because I'm pretty sure MK versus DC, which was the next game in the series, came out for 360, not Xbox. Oh right, they Prime. had it. They were fighting superheroes. Um, I remember this. I was working in the yes, games is, industry this when this happened. Yes. What were you working on? What were you? Were I you, worked for this Frogger? YouTube channel called Machinima, which was I've like heard of it. hot stuff in the in the era when you know YouTube networks were a big thing. And yes, we actually were just talking about it a couple episodes ago because I remember vividly a Comic Con where there was a Machinima party that had Sub Zero dancers that had small chainsaws that they would saw belt buckles dangerously close to their dicks with. <laughs> While dancing like go-go dancers at the party, I'm sure I was at that, causing huge sparks to erupt. Yes, I was. Yeah, at I think that. you were because I think we hung out. I, I think we might have even gone. Stuff, yeah, I think we might have even gone to that party together. We might have. Yeah, it's I think very we possible. might have gone to the nerdist party yes. with our mutual oh. friend Brendan Schultz. Yes. Okay. At yes. the, I, I actually this is coming back to me now. I think we went to the nerdist party because it was the one where Joss Whedon was dancing around making a fool of himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. We all knew <laughs> then, many many years ago, folks. Yeah. And then I think we gossiped about the plot of the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. No, no, if I'm remembering no, correctly, that was at was an LAFC game. That was at an LAFC game. Yeah, and you game. told me all about the Tarantino Star Trek. Yes, yes. You're conflating, mm-hmm. which eventually came out. Yeah, I'm conflating to the two conversations we've had in the last ten years. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I do vividly remember us hanging out at the nerdist party, and I'm pretty sure that was the same year as the Machinima party. Yep. And since you were working for Machinima, I'm pretty sure we went together i'm sure yeah that or had yeah yeah that was when machinima was releasing the mortal kombat web series so i should have remembered that there were mortal kombat games that was happening yeah yeah the whole time i worked there i didn't play games i because they didn't pay me enough to afford video games honestly when i was at nerdist i think i played less video games at any other time in my life yep because I was like, eh, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Do, I, I don't want to bring this home. Yeah, that's why I was played a lot more since than before. Yeah, that's why I'll never listen to this back. I'm just gonna dump it right <laughs> on my. Yeah, I'm sure we'll say uh, nothing racist today. <laughs> Track record's pretty good so far, Dave. Don't curse Clean it. Um, bill of health. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna throw at you the origins of. The Mortal Kombat universe, because it's going to play into the story today, because the character we're talking about on today's show was the protagonist of the final Mortal Kombat game of the original 3D cycle. So the games that came out for the PS2, the Xbox, before the reboot happened. Yeah, the one I clearly did Um, not play. Oh, absolutely not. He was the protagonist of a game called Mortal Kombat Armageddon. And a lot of the lore about the like creation of the Mortal Kombat universe that plays into Taven's story because we're gonna be talking about Taven today um a lot of that mythology started with those 3d games so so you probably missed a lot of this yeah um but it will play into the story today um so briefly rewind real quick uh back to um the dawn of time um there was the one being a celestial being capable of creation Mm. a god Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. um and the one being wanted to make a universe. So the one being created a pantheon of gods called the Elder Gods and gave them the power to make planets, make the concept of like time, reality, all this stuff for the one being. 
um, the elder gods got sick of having someone basically telling them like what to do. Uh, so they created these special weapons called Kamidogu daggers and they hacked the one being up into like a billion pieces. Just cut them up. Uh, the pieces of the one being were then turned into the various realms by the elder gods. Oh. Places like Earthrealm, Outworld, Edenia are all essentially pieces of God. Okay. Um, and are each their own, you know, dimensions uh-huh. or realms. Um, this is real galaxy brain shit right here. My mind um, is blown. Yeah, dude. Uh, so they created the Mortal Kombat tournament, which won't actually matter much for today's story. <laughs> um, what is with these stories as, not having the tournament in them? God damn it's, it. It's like, you just got to do an annual tournament, do a game every year. What happened in the next one? Um, basically, they created the Mortal Kombat tournament as a means to stop the realms from merging or at least delay them from merging because over time, as life developed in these realms, they noticed that eventually someone would come along who had aspirations of conquering the realms and merging them together. Someone like a Shao Kahn, who I, I'm sure you're familiar with. I and remember. Well, I heard him. Yeah. Um, and from the elder gods perspective, that would mean that someone was essentially enacting the will of the one being to conquer the realms and like, you know, force people to merge realms and be their slaves and stuff. So on a ground level, it's just like classic despot shit, but on a galaxy brain level, um, it was the one being trying to reassemble themselves. So the elder gods put the mortal combat tournament in place to make it harder to merge realms uh, so that hopefully it would never happen. The, the one being would never reassemble, folding all the realities onto each other, becoming the one being again, and then get pissed and get like revenge on the one on the elder gods. Um, cool, got all that. Okay, one question I have: the I yeah. assume the one being was like the beginning of you know the only one, but there are other gods. Like, come on, guys! Yeah, it, and then Too there's a gods. third tier too. It goes the one being made the elder gods. And then there's also something called Titans, but I don't totally get Wait, it. Wait, the one being made the go- elder gods? Why are they elder? The one being they would be- made the elder gods who are elder because the elder gods uh, gave literal birth. They started sucking and fucking and they had regular gods. Um, oh, they made other gods. That was like the next generation. And then those gods are the gods like Raiden. Yes, okay. Who were then assigned to the various realms to kind of be the like protector of that of each of those realms as another means to keep them from merging so uh, earth realm got raiden yep. who did a really good job protecting the realm training the fighters who would defend the realm in a mortal combat tournament outworld got shao khan who said why would i protect this realm when i could conquer it and became like a god emperor um and then uh Edenia, which is the beautiful realm of hot wizards that like Princess Katana is from and her mom Sindel, if you remember those characters. Sure um they got a god named Argus who will come up a lot today. We're gonna be talking about the sons of Argus, who are demigods, which is an additional level. Okay, more gods. Yep. You know what? Yeah, it goes that one's enough. One being elder gods, gods, demigods. All right. Well, and then dudes. And then yeah, regular folk. Like you and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about Taven, every episode of Mortal Podcast has a little prompt I like to throw at the guests based around the theme of the season, which is usually the theme of that game. Um, 
Uh, we're talking about the game Mortal Kombat Armageddon over the last couple episodes. And so I would like to ask you, Dave, um, if the Armageddon happened tomorrow, what would you do? Well, if it happened tomorrow, I would be dead. I, okay. I mean, I, I do feel like that is, that's what the idea is, is the world ends and we all die. <laughs> they go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. go to heaven or go to hell. I guess like right? if it took a week. Okay. So if there was like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of, they kind of drag it out, you know, just to kind of mess yeah. with us. Well, yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, let's see. You can't really avoid Armageddon, right? It's kind of like a global phenomenon. It's not like, yeah. Oh, there's a hurricane over here, but I'm fine. No, it's a it's like a an across the realms situation. Yeah, it's it's an overall bummer. So I guess yeah, I would just um get in my car and drive. Just try to see as much of the of the nation as I can before I get swallowed up in into a, a volcano or something. That's kind of nice. Would you go like north, east, south? I think I would just drive through the mid Midwest because I've never really spent much time in, in places like Nebraska. Or, or uh, if I could be honest with yeah. you, I ha- I have driven through the Midwest. If Armageddon does happen tomorrow, it's the only reason I'm bringing this up. It's not a lot to see, man. Yeah, but at least I'd be alone, and you know, I could just be with my thoughts and look at it. That's the stars, fair. You know, before the stars explode. Got it. Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. You don't get a lot of light pollution. Yeah. It's so if it's about beautiful. if it's about like stargazing or even astrophotography, um. That seems like a good move. Yeah, and then you know, periodically I, ja- I jack off or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at the so stars, kind of like, and ponder the nature of existence, and then I just mercilessly pound my yeah. butt. You would look for like the constellation that that looks the most like uh, uh press like curvy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that constellation kind of looks like a tit. Big Dipper, don't mind if I do. Big Dick Fur? Dipper, I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So juvenile. Oh, boy. Uh, I hope my mom's not listening to this. Ooh. And I hope the Armageddon doesn't happen, because that's a bleak scenario. It's a bleak picture you painted there, Dave. Yeah, no. Well, it is a bleak idea. You know, it's not a fun time. Conceptually speaking, it's like, sure. The movie's pretty sweet, but I wouldn't, uh, yeah, not the real deal. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Got it. Do you think you would have been part of the drilling crew if you were in the movie, in the world of the movie Armageddon? Well, because I am not a professional driller, I would assume that Billy Bob Thornton would not deputize me to blow up an asteroid. If I had some experience, maybe. That's fair. I think I'd do well. I think I could pick it up pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they seemed like they they didn't really. I could pick it yeah, up pretty quickly. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, it's sick of thing and a thing. You turn it on. You thing. put the drill at the ground. Yeah, it goes. Like, <laughs> to do. And then, <sighs> and you're good. It's fine. I'm gonna get an email from a driller. He's gonna be like, "It's actually pretty complicated." Here's the thing, okay? When you get one of those hydrodynamic drills and you go Can you down, not be flip about what I committed my life to. Yeah, this is <laughs> Mr. Laffy Fair, Pants honestly. over Fair. here talking about goo gam, Mortal Combat. I fucking a, soft, uncalloused writer's hands. I have a real job. <laughs> Listen, they're not wrong. What they're, the fuck am I contributing? None of the things that this uh, fake character that I invented. Uh, nothing about that is incorrect. Mm, yeah. That guy on the right side of history. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> so, yep, yep, yep. So you've heard the creation myth uh-huh. of the Mortal Kombat universe. Yep. So now it's time to tell you about someone upon whom's shoulders the entire system 
resides. Yes. So Taven was a demigod born in the realm of Edenia. It's a beautiful, idealistic place where gorgeous people wear very little clothing, do magic, and live for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's peaceful. It's a happy place. Taven was born to uh, Argus, the god who was in charge of protecting Edenia, um, and a sorceress named Delia. Delia? I think it's Delia. Oh, Delia, like the catalog. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And this is like flower print jeans and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and, and Delia is a, a sorceress in the sense that she is otherwise, I believe, uh, just a resident of Edenia who took up with a god. Um, and she, she wears like a blindfold cause she can often see into, she sees visions of the, the future, which will become significant momentarily. Taven was a twin. Mm. He had a twin brother named Dagon, uh, who looked as evil as his name sounds. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad guy name, right? Dagon. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like an HP Lovecraft book about fish people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Taven and Dagon. Mm, yeah. It really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel. It, it I feel like I have a big mushed up bowl, ball of sardines yeah. in my mouth when I try to say yeah. these words. Taven and Dagon. Dagon it sounds and Taven. like sounds you mutter after uh, suffering a critical head injury. Dagon and Taven. Yeah, it's like one of yeah. those. Yeah, it's like a, an exclamation mm-hmm. of some sort. Your tongue is swelling because it's something weird to do with like your skull. You got stung by getting a fractured, bee. and you're like, "Taven, yeah." Um, <laughs> so uh, all is well in Edenia. Taven and Dagon love being the sons of Argus and just kicking around, enjoying life, until the day that Edenia is attacked by Outworld, led by Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first realms to be attacked cool. by Shao Kahn in his campaign to merge the various realms of the universe with Outworld. Um, Taven and Dagon fought alongside their father, Argus, in this battle against Shao Kahn and his forces. Um, they also fought alongside two dragons, <gasps> who will become significant in the story, named Orin and Karo. Yeah. Who I want to say I pronounced Karo differently last time his name came up, and um, honestly, it's not on me. So... <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you got to have pronouncers or something in your scripts here. Yeah, I need, uh, I don't have any employees, you know. Sunday's not old enough to really contribute much to the production of the show, and Kirby's busy. So, um, we're going to Caro today. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> so, think let's roll the dice on that. That's fine. Yeah, ditto for Delia. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Delia. Delia has a vision, a vision of armageddon oh shoot she sees that someday the warriors of the universe are going to become too powerful across all of the realms they'll be seeking too much power they'll be seeking power beyond their home realms and that eventually they're all going to just start fighting and conquering and merging and that the one being will come back and the universe will collapse and everyone will return to the one being essentially and and die Argus and Delia wanting to protect, being duty bound, honestly, to protect Edenia and also wanting to protect their sons. They come up with a kooky little plan, a loophole, if you will. They create a fire elemental named Blaze. 
Mm-hmm. Who is a big, a, an insanely powerful fire guy, just made a fire, mm-hmm. who is so powerful, in fact, that he has the power to consume the realms themselves and bring forth Armageddon. But because they created him, he's subservient to them. So they're like, okay, pretty safe. Um, they put in a loophole that if Blaze is defeated, which obviously would be very difficult because Blaze is so powerful, but if Blaze is defeated, the victor would absorb his power and essentially have the capacity to remake, destroy, or control the realms by their will. Now, the point of this, of basically creating like the super weapon of all time and just like releasing it onto the world is that their plan is for their boys, Taven and Dagon, to when the world when when the prophecy becomes true and the warriors of the world become too powerful, that one of them will defeat Blaze, and at least one of their kids that they raised right will be in control of how Armageddon plays out. Yes. So it's basically their their attempt at like raising their kids to uh to try to maintain some kind of control over how the end of the world plays out. Yeah, which is, I think, what you and I are doing right now with our children. In a sense, anyone with a child right now is doing that, yeah. <laughs> you will be the last one standing. <laughs> Sharpen yeah, that's why, these that's knives, I'm, boy. I'm putting Sunday in martial arts classes like immediately. I think two is a good place to start, because at least they're pretty, they got good balance at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, they can start kicking headbutting yeah, she, eye gouging she's almost ready to stand on her own so she's i feel like a step away from from martial arts how is she at uh boiling uh, sitting pond water can she make her own jerky she could be better she could be better at it okay well, but those are two important skills I'm, i got a life straw so maybe she can use that <laughs> Yes, there you a go. A friend gave it to That'll me, um, and he forgot to get it back, so I still have it. Psych. It's mine now, yeah, boy. Dude. Thanks for the loan. It's mine now. I actually, I should, I should give it back to him. I forgot until I just brought it up. Um, so I don't know, man. I think uh, dystopia rules is um, uh, possession. Possession <laughs> is nine tenths of dystopian law. I feel like in a dystopia, it probably turns into ten tenths, right? Yeah, it's just like how big is your gun? Dibs is is over <laughs> when the Armageddon yeah, happens. Right? All dibs have been cleared. Yeah, Dib, dibs is canceled uh, post apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Delia and Argus don't want the Armageddon to happen just yet. They know it'll happen in the future. And they want their boys to be there to defeat Blaze when it happens. So they uh, they they call them into their palace. They bonk them on the head, knocking them unconscious. They don't fill them in on any of this. And they shove Taven and Dagon uh, into these stone, like cryogenic freezing chambers, essentially, mm-hmm. um, in a cave in Earth Realm. So in, in our dimension. Uh, they send Blaze out into the world to wander the many realms, monitoring the power of all of the fighters across the realms to see when it's Armageddon time. Um, at which point he's going to send a telepathic message to Orin and Karo, remember the dragons I mentioned earlier? Yes. Who will, until that time, guard the stone uh, freezy chambers 
that Taven and Dagon are in. And when they receive the telepathic message from Blaze saying, oh, it's on, it's Armageddon time, they will open the stone trap, they'll wake up Taven and Dagon, and they will reveal the quest um, and send them to fight uh, Blaze, specifically to return to this pyramid that belonged to Argus in Edenia that will rise from the ground at this time, and that's where they will fight uh, Blaze and defeat him, um, and one of them, only one can, there can be only one, Highlander style, uh, will become essentially the one being and control the fate of all of the realms from then on. Wait, what? I thought the one being was the realm, the realms, you know, joined up. How can you become the thing? And then the realm is still around. I thought this was game. This game was about fighting. What is um, this? Well, well it, you know, it's essentially a Cain and Abel situation where like yeah. only one, they'll have to fight each other Yeah, to see who will fight blaze. Right. Um, sure. And as far as the one being of it all, it's kind of like the thing where Delia was like, no matter what, someone will merge all the realms and the one being will come back. So better to basically make it so that one of my sons Mm -hmm. will absorb the power of all of the realms and will then kind of go back to the beginning Uh, of, of existence, but have the ability to, um, you know, make a good universe instead of if a bad guy did it. Got it. I see. So, yeah, better a better a good guy with a um with a gun than a bad guy with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, better a good guy with a one being power. Yeah. To defeat a bad guy with a one this, a one being power. This might be too much backstory. This might be more than a game about. No, this is the perfect amount. Needs. There's a whole cutscene for it. It's fine. <laughs> is there a tournament in this game or no? Um, no, but oh boy. there is the ultimate battle between every Mortal Kombat character who's ever existed in the franchise. But they Just all fight at the same time? It's the Battle of Armageddon. They all fight at the same time. Whoa. And it's very cool. This is like the end of a porno when they all have the orgy. It's at the end of a porno when they're like, remember all the characters that were introduced throughout this porno? That is literally like... <laughs> This is a, a tangent, but for six months, I had to work for a porn company many, many years ago. Had to? Well, I had to because I had to pay my rent. Sure. <laughs> it's, hard, I, it's hard to find work as a writer in, in this town when you're 25 yeah. or whatever I was. And uh, so I was writing a blog for a porn company. And every movie, mm. at the end, they're... They bring everybody back, and they'd all have sex, like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like that. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, because no, honestly, who's ever watched a porno to the end, start to finish? Yeah, <laughs> you I need about you're done six or seven minutes, and then that's enough. <laughs> but there's like, yeah, the, the, the Blade Runner porn parody. They all come back together and make love. Uh, Are there people that watch? I hadn't really ever had to think about this critically. But are there people who watch like a full 90 minute? How long is an average like yeah, it's feature, feature length? It's feature length. They're like 90 minutes long? Yeah, and there will be dialogue scenes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Why do people watch that? What's that about? Well, I think it's... Is that... Why do you need all that? <laughs> I think it's still a holdout from the era when... Um, you'd go to a movie you'd theater. go to a movie theater. Pornography would have to seem like a film. It would have to have a plot in order to justify right. itself as art. 
Um, and then you have to like take it home with you in your brain. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I pornography started as this is an educational film about how the human body works. And what we're going right. to do is show you two people having sex. And then they would mm-hmm. have sex and then it would be over. But you learn something about yourself. Right. Um, anyway. <laughs> and then along the way, it became motion pictures. I will say, uh, I commiserate in that the first job I was offered in Los Angeles was to write the Twilight porn parody for, I think it was Vivid. Oh, yeah. They did a lot of porn parodies back then. Yeah. That I didn't thing, wind up doing it, yeah. obviously, but because uh, I feel like people would know. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably talk about it because it'd be funny. Well, a lot of people um, would just use um, pseudonyms. Um, a friend of mine. Her pseudonym was Martha Washington. That's really fun. Yeah, she was like the smart person, porno person. No, I'm sure there are a lot. I know, I know a few people in pornography that are smart. I'm not saying they're not smart. I'm just saying that like her whole thing was like I wear glasses. Like it was, it was a novelty. It. I'm a woman directing. It was porn. that was the brand. Yes, that was a brand. Yeah, exactly. I understand. Yeah, it was. This is the I'm the high class history buff porn. <laughs> yes, exactly. Director. Yes. I got it. I got it. Martha Washington. Yeah, if you're listening out there, I miss you. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Mortal Kombat Armageddon has a scene where they all fight each other at the same time. I might have two different games thinking about it. It's well, it's kind of fun in that it's like, you know, all these characters you've built up to be like super powerful over the like twenty nine 30 years that the franchise has been going um they get what if they died instantly in a battle <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it's been that long my god i want to say what an exhausting thought this is year 29 of mortal Kombat existence it could be year 30 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go dunk my head into a pot of boiling water right now Dude, that's tight. <laughs> just to you'd feel live. alive. That would just you'd it would really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'd look like that guy at the end of Robocop. Yeah. Help me. Or like two face, but if he had a one face. Yeah, one face. And it was the bad part. <laughs> There's a Batman character for you. One face. It's just The name's one face. He looks exactly like himself. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, big deal. Everyone's got one face. And he's like, Yeah, but no one made it their thing like <laughs> I have. Yeah, isn't that clever? Other than every Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> I love Dick Tracy. I wish they'd make I a Dick Tracy so video game. They did. It was pretty good. Well, you mean back when the movie came out? Like yeah, a little like a like side scrolling movie. Dick Tracy, yeah. 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 But I mean like now, like give me a uh an open world Dick Tracy where you just go God, that'd be punch, cool. punch flat top in the head. Why doesn't that exist? Well, because no one gives a shit about Dick Tracy except us. I don't oh think God, there are children. So fucking like, cool. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if I walked around with a yellow trench coat and punched villains? They played in L.A. Noir. That's true. That's true. They re-released that game like three times. Yeah. There isn't even flat top in that game. You got a point there. There's nothing. They don't even got like, what's another Dick Tracy villain? Carface? Or is that guy from All Dogs Go to Heaven? Carfax? Is that a guy? (laughs) Carfax? Pets.com? Is that him? Lips Manless. 1-800-PET-MEDS. I I Googled Lips Manless Manless because he reminds me of Larry Elder, the Republican gubernatorial candidate. I see it. He's got weird lips. He's got weird lips. Yeah, that guy's got weird lips. You know who else has was, weird lips? Cyrax from Mortal Kombat. 
Well, what the, the, as a human being or as a rope as a cyborg? As a cyborg, he's got weird cyborg lips. Yeah, he's got like a slot. He's got like a floppy disk slot. <laughs> I was just trying to bring it back to the topic. Fair. You know who's so, got weird lips? Sonya Blade. Cyrax. Uh, we we'll meet a cyborg in a second. All right. So this is the you know Delia and 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 Argus trying to control the apocalypse. They put their boys in the rocks, and um, thousands of years pass. Okay, so thousands of years have passed. Taven suddenly wakes up one day. (gasps) The rock bursts and he explodes out of it. And Orin, the dragon that was assigned to protect him, says, Taven, what's up, man? You're awake. And Taven is like, what happened? And he's like, all right, listen, first things first, you're in another dimension. It's called Earthrealm. And Taven's like, what? Where's my mom and dad? And uh, Oren's like, oh, you can talk to them in a minute. It's only been a few thousand years. And Taven's like, what? What are you talking about? Are my friends alive? And the dragon's like, I don't know. Listen, man, there's some kind of competition between you and your brother. Your brother's not here. So you just need to go to the temple of Argus and talk to your dad and figure out what's up. Let me open up a portal real quick. So Oren opens up a portal to Edenia, Taven's home realm. and Taven really fucking confused also probably like his muscles aren't working so he's probably just like dragging himself around trying to get his legs to wake up um goes through this portal to his home realm edenia basically clueless he's like i don't know what the fuck is happening he is immediately confronted by two punks named cobra and kira cobra and kira are like hey man this is our turf. What are you trying to come to this pyramid for? Taven's like, no, this is my dad's temple. And, uh, they try to fight him and Taven just beats the shit out of them because he's a demigod and they're just like normal people from earth realm who have just claimed this temple is like their hangout. Uh, Taven then gets confronted by this guy named Cabal, who you may or may not oh, be familiar I know with from mortal Kombat three. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cabal, Cabal says, hey, those were my gang members. I'm the head of the Black Dragon. We're a cool gang. Um, and this is our turf. And Taven uh, beats him up too. Taven finally gets to the temple. And he can't find his dad anywhere. All he finds is a hologram of his dad. Who says to him, Taven, if you're listening to this, you just woke up from being cryogenically frozen. Sorry, I did not tell you why. It just seemed better to just like kind of bonk you on the head, throw you in that big rock. Um, You have entered a competition between you and your brother. Uh, Why don't you grab one of the swords behind me? They're special swords called Drake swords. Your brother has the other one and you two will need them later on. And Taven looks at the wall and both swords are gone. (laughs) Uh Oh, as as is his brother. Drake swords. That seems bad. Yeah. They're called Drake swords. Maybe it's a dragon thing because they had dragon friends. Okay. I don't know. So uh, Taven looks around. He sees all these strange carvings on the wall. He sees carvings of Armageddon, of all these warriors fighting in the world ending. He sees carvings depicting him and his brother frozen in stone. He sees pictures of them fighting Blaze. And he's like, holy shit, has it really been? Has it been long enough that there are carvings in this temple depicting what's been happening to me? Like, what is going on? And just as he's starting to get his bearings, um, he gets kidnapped by a cyborg. Mm-hmm. He gets tased, and uh, Sector, oh, the red cyborg ninja, yeah. I love Sector. you remember? Hell yeah, dude. 
Sektor comes out of the shadows of the temple, grabs Taven, and teleports him onto his flying airship, aboard which his clan, the Takunin, a clan of red cyborg ninjas, mm-hmm. uh, are, are operating the ship and being uh, a clan of cyborg ninjas called, again, the Takunin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just drinking yeah. it all in right now. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot to pull, take in. So, so Sector wakes Taven up, and Taven's like trapped in some high tech thing. Um, and Sector says, "Hey, we've been hanging out in that temple for years, um, and never saw that hologram. We've been trying to activate it. You were able to activate it with your palm. What did the hologram tell you? What's the secret? We knew there's something valuable in there. What? What is it? What's going on? Taven won't tell Sector." Um, and, but Sector just keeps talking about this prophecy, this prophecy and Taven's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he wonders why are people so invested in this competition between me and my brother? And before you can get a clear answer out of Sector, the ship gets attacked by another airship. Another ship? That's, yeah, dude. And over the intercom, it's Sonia Blade. Oh, here we go. Yeah, she's like, you are under arrest from special forces. Tekunin, we've been hunting you down. Um, and Taven is like, who the f- what's happening? Uh, I never heard of special so, forces. How special are we talking? Yeah, at this point, I can't, I'm not totally sure if at this point she was working for special forces or if she'd already formed the Outer World Investigation Agency, which was basically X Files for Dimensions. <laughs> It's a game about fighting. It's a game about fighting. Yeah, dude. But, you know, you got to know which organization. Yeah, you got to know who you're of. fighting for, okay? And whether the organization's been reformed under new leadership and thus rebranded. Is this an LLC? Are they incorporated? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, this is an S-Corp, Sonya Ford. Okay. You got to loan out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the ship's getting riddled with rockets and lasers and stuff. G.I. Joe shit's happening Excellent. all around David. Sweet. And he's like, I don't know. And he just parachutes out of that thing and it, d- d- ditches is it. Is this happening in the cutscenes of the game? Yeah. This is in a game that added a sprawling sort of story mode where you are walking around third person. Oh my god, what? Um brawling. Oh no. Um, like a brawler, like it's you know, Streets of Rage, but in three dimensions wow. kind of situation. Um, and in between your experience and cutscenes. This was actually the second game in a row to have a mode like that. Did people fucking hate it or what? I went bananas for it because it was the it was basically what you're describing for Dick Tracy, but for Mortal Kombat, where it's like, oh, you can fully walk through all of the realms you've been hearing about right. in all these games, and you can meet all of the characters. And is the gameplay good? <laughs> i don't know it's fine sure 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 it's sort of like but playing. are you getting like tons of story and lore and like more detail than you'd gotten because before this it was just you know the character select screen where it was like raiden raiden's a fighter from thunder of thunder who defends earth realm and and then like comics yeah that was it yeah i i see that this is an opportunity for the true aficionados the real heads to sink their yeah. teeth into something but boy oh boy it's a as a a casual observer of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we just get to the part where the tournament happens, please? This game also had motor combat, which was Mario Kart, but with Mortal Kombat characters. What? 
Yeah, as a like bonus mode. And it was a sequel to a game that had chess combat, which what? was chess, but when you have to take another character's piece, you do a quick one round fight. What? To see if you successfully take their knight or pawn or whatever. I feel like I and missed it, out. I, I blew it. You did, dude. I, sh- I need. There was also dive into puzzle this. combat, <gasps> which was like Tetris, but with with little Mortal Kombat guys, like Puzzle Fighter. If you remember the Street Fighter spinoff, you know what's really cool is they got Sudoku Fighter, where you just put numbers onto a page, oh, but then the numbers yeah, turn into weapons, and then you use the they weapons. Turn into it. just Scorpion and Sub Zero, and they <laughs> fight each other. <laughs> Sudoku fucking rocks. Yeah, dude. Uh, I um, when Snakes on a Plane was coming out, I bought Snakes on a Sudoku. <laughs> That's what I think about anytime I think about Sudoku because it's the only time I did anything with Sudoku. Incredible. I did the Snakes on a Plane tie-in Sudoku. That is a real time capsule of a different era. Yeah, because what year did that movie come out? Two thousand five, two thousand four. I don't know. Sometime before uh, I started to become cynical and sad. <laughs> two thousand five. Yeah, I was, I yeah, was a teen, so I was like, "I'm all in." <laughs> no one's gonna bully me for this. <laughs> and uh, hey, man, they didn't. But I was a theater kid, so Jeez. it was a pretty insular community. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, GI Joe shit's happening. Taven parachutes out of this thing. Uh, he somehow makes it back to Orin in the little cave because he's still in Earthrealm. Or yeah, he's back in yeah. Let's let's say Sector took him to Earthrealm, and now so he was able to get back to the cave. And Orin is like, "Hey, Taven, what's up? Did you talk to your dad?" And Taven's like, "Swords aren't there. I got kidnapped by a cyborg. There was a laser fight. I fell out of an airplane." Um, and Orin's like, "Oh, damn, that's crazy." Uh, anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe your parents were trying to turn you into a god if they wanted you to fight a fire guy. You said you saw you saw a carving of of you fighting Blaze. Maybe they're trying to turn you into a real god instead of a demigod. And Taven is like, why would they do that? And Orin's like, I don't know, man. I just hear things. I'm not really thinking critically. I'm just kind of guessing. Anyway, um, your mom also wanted you to go visit her at a temple to get a gift, and she's in Arctica, not Antarctica arctica yeah do you want to guess whether there are any k's in that spelling <laughs> I, at least one yeah there's one i think it's just one boy they love k's they do uh although weirdly enough they introduced a character named cassie cage a couple games ago and it's two c's what's that about i know johnny cage spells it with a c but like come on anyway <laughs> Go on. So Continue. Taven goes Taven, Taven goes to Arctica and is immediately attacked by some yetis because it's a snow place. Um, he fights the yetis and he beats them into a bloody pulp. And actually, he's about to get hurt by one of these yetis when someone fully shoots it in the head with a gun. He turns and who should it be but Sonya Blade? She is everywhere. She followed Taven all the way to Arctica. Because she's like, hey, I saw you were with the Takunin, and I'm trying to get information on them. Um, and Taven's like, I don't know them. They kidnapped me. I was a hostage. And Sonya Blade is like, I don't believe you. So they fight, and he beats Sonya Blade. Relatively insignificant event in Taven's life. He doesn't, he then, he doesn't kill her, though. No, he doesn't. He just kind of beats her unconscious and is like, that was weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure she'll show up later. I'm going to move on. He's wandering through this Arctic tundra, um, trying to find this temple, and suddenly gets attacked by a clan of ninjas. And you're probably thinking, like, that's got to be some Sub-Zero stuff, right? You would think. 
No, they're in orange and they're called the Tengu. <laughs> oh, okay. Their leader, uh, Wu Lei, these are characters that are never, ever again mentioned in Mortal Kombat, by the way. I don't know why they even did this. This orange ice ninja gang called the Tengu attack him. Their leader, Wu Lei, apologizes and says, sorry for attacking you, Taven. We thought you were part of the Lin Kuei, which is the, <laughs> the ninja clan led by Sub-Zero. Yes, um, yes. They yeah. live in that temple over there. And Taven's like, temple? I've been looking for a temple. Maybe that's where my mom is. And they're like, I wouldn't go there. Those ice ninjas are pretty serious. And Taven's like, I'm sure I can handle it. And so he heads for the temple. Uh, on the way to the temple, he gets attacked again. And this time by a purple ninja who has water powers named Rain. Okay. Purple uh, do Rain. You Rain. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, and was- Rain was in one of the uh, he was he was a 2d mortal Kombat character so you may have seen rain yeah i remember smoke experiences i don't remember rain mm-hmm. is there is there a ninja for every uh, element in the uh in the physical realm not every uh, well actually yeah yes there is <laughs> sick <laughs> sub-zero's got ice and rain's got water and scorpion does fire stuff there's a guy named tremor now and he does earth things um, there's not a ninja for wind, but Fujin is a god who can do wind stuff. Sweet. Anyway. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, dude. So uh, Rain attacks Taven. Now, this isn't just any ninja attack. Rain says, hello, brother. <gasps> Taven's like, what? <gasps> Dagon? And Raven, Rain's like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not Dagon. I'm not like your whole brother. I'm your half brother. Um who I'm like the illegitimate son of Argus and I want whatever you guys are fighting over. Cause my dad should have given me also the prophecy and Taven, um, just kind of beats him up and runs away and, and he never encounters rain again. Uh, it's amazing to me. One, they just have this character show up and it's not important in the story, but two that we're talking about a video game series called mortal Kombat. Yeah, and yeah. up to this point, no one's died. They will. I know eventually they're all going to die in Armageddon, but that's yeah. not exactly what I mean. Like the combat <laughs> is supposed to be mortal, and this is Listen, this is very much not mortal combat. Tavis is a regular good guy. combat he's, with a he's C. doing he's doing like moral <laughs> moral combat. combat. <laughs> you you fought nobly, but today is not your day and then he sends how them on many, their way he pats them on the butt and sends them on their way if you had to guess how many youth pastors have have done something with the name moral combat <laughs> oh a, a ton probably all of them <laughs> yes you know what the ultimate fatality was moral combat jesus dying on the cross <laughs> well not really he came back <laughs> Just like Scorpion and Sub Zero like in every friendship. game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, David goes to his temple. He goes to the temple, uh, looking for his mom, and he finds a woman frozen in ice. And he's like, "Mom!" And he breaks the ice, but it is not his mom. Jeez. The the woman has blue hair. She's in a blue ninja outfit and she attacks him in a blind rage. She's like, you froze me. And he's like, what? No, I did not Her name is Frost. 
Um, and ultimately Taven beats her up and she's says, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else and runs away. Oh my God. This game stinks. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll follow up on it. Kind of. So, uh, he turns around and is like, that was weird. And encounters sub zero, the grandmaster of the Lin Kuei. Sub-Zero says, sorry, that was my old apprentice. She kind of lost her mind a while ago and I had to freeze her and she thought you were me and it's not, it's not your problem. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. Taven's like, oh, it's all good, man. He's like, you are a trespasser and I will kill you if you don't leave, though, just to be totally clear. This is my temple. It's um, a pretty mellow way for Sub-Zero to handle this problem. He's like, hey, you know what? If you, if you go, I'm good. He's a pretty mellow guy, Sub-Zero. He's... um." He's like a good dude. He's been doing he Reiki. He's reasonable. He's been chilling yeah. out. He's been this smoking is, CBD. Uh, it's just like even him, evening him out. Really seriously. Yeah, he's kind of like he's like an older man, Sub Zero. He's been through some stuff. Like he saw his brother die and be reborn as a demon. Defeated him. Became his best friend. Became a cyborg. They tried to turn all the ninjas into cyborgs. He had to defeat them and take over the clan to make sure they would always have free will. And so he's seen some stuff. He's kind of like Ben Affleck. He's grown. He's exactly like Ben Affleck in that he has grown. And he has a giant dragon tattoo on his back. Um, Well, it's funny you mentioned that. The very next step of the story involves a giant dragon tattoo on someone's body. But, um, Fuck yes. I do think, I, if I could be misremembering this, but I feel like Ben Affleck did attribute a lot of his growth in recent history to Sub-Zero. But I would probably have to double check. <laughs> I think it was an interview with the rap. Yeah, I think it was the rap, and they said something about how he played this game, and it really, you know, gave him a he, new perspective. I think he on said, life. "I think I could be misquoting him." I think he said, "Honestly, if it wasn't for Sub Zero, I'd be dead right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful sentiment. I think I don't think it was Matt Damon for Stillwater. I think it was Ben Affleck starting to talk about the last duel when the trailer came out. And he's talking anyway. about Sub Zero, yeah. When there, were, when there was one set of footprints, that was when Sub-Zero was carrying me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so Sub-Zero is about to kick Taven out, and then he says, wait a minute, what's that dragon tattoo that you have on your face? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not, I'm not joking. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, get it. And, uh, I got it for a movie, he said. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come right off. Don't worry. This is not real. Yeah. It was for one night at McCool's. Is Ben Affleck in that? I, no. Or am I misremembering? No you're, no, you're thinking of Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah, I am. And who could blame me? Um, oh, you're thinking of Five Nights at Freddy's. No, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking of um, what's the Tarantino ripoff Ben Affleck was in around that time? uh all of them all of them yeah two days in the valley no he's not in that one no that's ed norton yeah right yeah eight heads in a duffel bag well, no, i'm not thinking not of Julie. it's eight heads in a duffel bag yeah that's pesci um anyway uh sub-zero notices the dragon birthmark on taven's face and he says holy shit there's a door in this temple i've never opened that has that same mark why hasn't he opened the, the door he doesn't get he curious? couldn't get it open oh, okay he was like, I can't open this thing. Because remember how Taven had to activate the hologram? Ah, uh, yes. This is the same idea, but it's the door. Right. So uh, Sub-Zero takes him to the door, and there's a hand panel, sure enough. And Taven puts his hand on it, and it opens up, and there's some nice armor inside from Mom, and Taven puts it on. And Sub-Zero's like, I'm not going to lie, dude, you look good. And Taven's like, thanks, man, I appreciate that. Uh, he's about to leave, 
um, because his business is done here. He didn't see his mom, but he saw whatever she left for him for whatever this battle is that's coming up. Um, And then suddenly the place gets attacked by a bunch of shadow ninjas led by Smoke, who, as you mentioned earlier, yes, is is in fact at this time a cyborg. Um, He quickly, Taven realizes that Smoke and these uh these shadowy ninjas are working in league with a demon who has also appeared on the scene named Noob Saibot. I don't know if you remember Noob Saibot. I sure do. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Noob is uh Sub Zero's brother. And, and Boone and, and Tal t- t- what what are the guys' names? Tobias. Tobias, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's yep. not what you're gonna say. Everybody John knows Tobias, every, friend of the show. Everybody knows that story. They're related? Um, Noob Saibot is the original Sub-Zero. Oh, I Remember how oh. there were two Sub-Zeros? Yes, okay. Yeah, so Noob Saibot is the original Sub-Zero who has been corrupted and turned into a demon um, and of uh, being a pure evil. And the current Sub-Zero, who's been Sub-Zero since the second Mortal Kombat game, is his little brother. Um, and Smoke was little brother Sub-Zero's best friend who was turned into a cyborg and at this point in time has been working with Noob Saibot, who's controlling him, uh, in order to try to take over the Lin Kuei, Sub-Zero's clan, and turn them into an army of cyber demons. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, dude. Um, this will not be the last time people try to make genetically combined fantasy armies today. Yeah, I think um, that's in the Republican <laughs> platform. It is. They're like, mutants. We got to make them. You know what we don't have? We don't have mutants. Yeah, every movie Christ I've ever seen wanted mutants. mutants. Anyway, yeah, my mutants. Um, so Taven uh, beats both Smoke and Noob Saibot and saves Sub Zero. Um, and Sub Zero's like, "Thanks, man. Thank you for saving me. I should ask you, what were you doing here? Is there any way that I can help?" And Taven tells Sub Zero, "Like, I don't really know what's going on." I was woken up in stone, my brother, some kind of prophecy. Um, Also, like, there were these red ninjas that, uh, cyborg ninjas that attacked me, and Sub-Zero's like, oh, I know who they were working for. You should check out the red dragon. Not the black dragon, but the red dragon. It's, they're a bad gang. It's clear that they're behind the attacks on your life. Um, And you should check out the charred mountain which is where they hang out. And Taven's like, okay, I will go to the charred mountain. So he follows Sub-Zero's advice. He follows his directions to the charred mountain. He finds the red dragon operating in a lab in this charred mountain. And sure enough, the red dragon are led by Dagon, Taven's brother. What? Yeah, dude. Taven confronts Dagon, who he notices is holding both Drake swords. Kind of messed up. Dad clearly intended them both to get one. And Dagon says, uh, I was awakened too early. The psychic connection between Blaze and Karo, the dragon who was protecting me, got severed. And my dragon jumped the gun and woke me up. I have been running this gang, the Red Dragon, for years. We are like the Illuminati operating in the shadows and searching the realms for Blaze. Because I confronted our parents when I woke up too early. I found out about their little game to have us fight Blaze. 
And I realized that they never believed in me. They wanted you to win. So I killed them. I killed our mom and dad. And I sent my soldiers to kill you because I want to beat Blaze and I don't care if I have to cheat to do it. Taven is shattered. Of course, naturally. He didn't know his parents were dead. I mean, he probably could have guessed at this point, but he didn't expect his brother to have turned on him like this, to have killed him. It's clear his brother is a few uh, tossed salad short of the scrambled eggs. Um, he's really... His <laughs> Frasier reference. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, uh, you know, being taken out of the, the, the stone temp, the, you know, prison too early, clearly like scrambled his brains. Um, and he's just spinning out Taven. He's like, what? This is insane. What you're going to, well, first off, I'm finding out about the one being thing. Now we're supposed to be doing what? And we're going to fight to the death about what? Um, and as he's spinning out, Dagon just says, uh, to his henchman, Mavado, who enters the room. Hey, uh, I've heard that my followers have found blaze. I'm going to go kill blaze and take his power. Mavado, why don't you stay here and make sure my wimpy little brother doesn't leave here alive? And Dagon bails to go find Blaze and kill him and, and cheat and take on the uh, power of the one being behind his back. This is a this is a sneaky group of people we're talking about here. Yeah, it's very uh, Bondy too. He like does a whole little monologue and he's like, anyway, bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, you will die, Mister Taven. Um. So Taven goes ballistic. He beats the shit out of this Mavado henchman guy. He fights his way through uh, the Red Dragon headquarters, noticing that their soldiers are very strange looking beings. But he's like, I don't know what they are. He fights through all of them. He even fights through another henchman of the Red Dragon, this guy named Kano, who you may be familiar with. Yeah, I've seen him. He's Australian. He's Australian, and he's got a little... Kaino! It's me, Kaino! I'm Kaino, and my arcana is to do a laser out of my eye or something. Do a laser. Whatever they did in the movie. Why don't you uh, do a laser or something? Okay. Um, so, so he says to Kano, Taven says to Kano, what the fuck's happening? What? How do I get out of this base? And Kano is like, I don't know, mate. Um, he says all he knows about the red dragon is that they have been using science and magic to create an army of hybrid dragon cyber ninjas. Part dragon, part Robocop, all dragon. Oh man. All cop. (laughs) (laughs) So Taven, uh, investigates, the uh, cyber demon dragon ninja uh, allegations. And in this lab, he finds none other than Karo, the dragon that was supposed to be protecting Dagon, imprisoned. And he find, he smashes all these computers. You actually do that in the game. You break a bunch of computers that are securing Karo. And he frees Karo and uh, says, like, what's happening? And Karo's like, it's my fault. I woke Dagon up too early because I have the, the, the psychic connection with my... with." blaze was severed and um you know dagon immediately captured me and used me to make dragon ninja hybrids um we have to make this right you have to stop dagon and uh, caro opens a portal 
and says, go through this portal and it will take you to where Dagon went, a place called the Nether Realm. And Taven's like, are you coming with me? And Karo says, no, I've got to make up for some of my mistakes. And in the background, he sees this dragon just go ballistic, destroying this laboratory and all of the dragon ninjas inside. And Taven is like, goodbye, Karo. And he steps through the portal to the nether realm to begin his pursuit of his brother. Thank God there's a portal at the end. You know, in Hollywood, there's got to be a portal at the end of every story, right? Well, specifically in the world of Mortal Kombat, dragons have the ability to open portals to the various realms. Of course. So um, it was lucky that you came upon another dragon or else you wouldn't have been able to follow him. That said, the U.S. government also co-opts this technology to make their own technology portals. So. And this is the plot uh, of Stargate SG-1. Is it? No, it's, I mean, yes. I mean, Stargate SG-1 is about the U.S. government uh, stealing the Stargate and using it to travel across the universe and spread wow. the gospel of the United States and Uncle Sam around. It's kind of weird. That Stargate was such a blatant ripoff of Mortal Kombat lore, and I feel like it's never like people don't talk about it. I, well, we're talking about it right now because we're brave. We are brave. Yeah, Roland Dimmerich. Don't come for me, Stargate SG One Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> the the legions of Gateheads, Gates, as they call each other. Are they? No, called Gates. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> they're called Lonely. That's what they're called. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I, I haven't watched. We're not gonna I haven't watched Stargate in a while, but um, I, I, it's probably still fun, right? Uh, yeah. I think this is this is a tangent, but worth talking about. I think all of those shows, those sci-fi shows that were kind of, um, you know, really, you know, monster of the week or planet of the week shows, where they solve the problem mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, they're they're wonderful to watch right now. There's nothing better than putting on an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation or, or Sequest or even Babylon 5, which is heavily serialized. They just kind of wash sense. over you. And it's like, ah, oh, it's hitting these beats. It's very familiar. There, oh, the commercial break is coming up. Here it comes. And there's a cliffhanger. And then you get, it's like a salve. Yes, it really is. It's like watching a, 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 a watch, just the mechanics mm. of the inside of a watch. It's really mm-hmm. um, soothing. I might do that, but with one of my all-time favorite television shows, which I feel like is, is in a sense, in this realm, um, but The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh, a perfect television show. So it is good. genuinely one of the best television shows ever made. It was, it was like a movie. For pure entertainment value and heart. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the pilot for Briscoe County Jr. is... Gripping. ...more exciting than most movies. Yeah, I was I was not, like, excited about it. And, and my mm-hmm. family, we all watch TV, you know, together at that time. And whatever's on, we'll watch this. And it came on, and I was just like, oh, my God. This is yeah. so good and so compelling and such a great pilot with fully drawn uh, characters and a great backstory and performances mm-hmm. that you really you just want to be around all the time. It's a tragedy. Carlton Cuse. Carlton Cuse, exactly. Yeah, he's and he's a uh, smart and dude. Jeffrey Bohm, one of the best adventure writers of all time. Yeah, Indiana wrote, Jones uh, and the Last Crusade, Crusade mm-hmm. The Phantom, uh, which I yes. love that movie. Very underrated Billy Zane film. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's a really great um, uh, performance from uh, Treat Williams. 
Oh man, as Xander Drax. Xander Drax. <laughs> I have. I have the power. <laughs> I genuinely do. I have the Phantom Ring they gave out the opening weekend of the Phantom. I still have it. It's the the fourth skull. I think it's what they call oh, it in sure. the movie. Yeah. And um, I have a friend who also still has his. My buddy Andrew Bowser, who I believe you know. I think you've met bowser before i might have um does he like to slam nerdist he he like i likes to slam evil yeah i'll also say billy zane phantom has the best got milk ad it's just him in the phantom costume uh with the milk mustache is he on the horse uh he's sitting on the throne okay that's fine and it's got like it's like when I want to slam evil, I have my first slam a big <laughs> ice glass, cold of glass of milk. By the way, something I've done like ten times and then decided not to post it every time I've done it because I was like, this is this feels inappropriate in a way that's not funny, but it is a little funny. Is like I always want to change him to say "got come" and <laughs> they just have the what, what I want to slam mustache. evil. I have to drink a um, big evil? ice cold glass of cum. <laughs> Just a big ice cold glass of cum. I always like do. Uh, I say always. This has happened like twice. I, I will Photoshop usually the Phantom ad and say "got cum," and then I'm like, "This feels just like an inappropriate thing to do because it's like I'm p- putting that on a person to do the photo shoot. It's probably not right. It's very childish. Um, it's, oh, it is. It's not quite a joke. <laughs> it's more just like. It's wouldn't it be funny if I scroll? It looks like huh? <laughs> you scroll graffiti on this this picture yeah that'd be pretty it looks like the way cum was depicted in like early 2000s uh sex comedies yes where there's there's no consistency yeah it's basically glue yes whatever elmer's glue you can find laying around that's cum right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the first time (laughs) i ever heard of the concept of cum was was something about mary and i'm like i don't know if it looks like that well the first time i saw that movie i truly just didn't get what was happening at all I think I was probably like 12 when that movie came out. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I wonder what that's about. What's that anyway? stuff in her hair? I don't get it. So it's hair gel. So what? So is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, before will. we do get back into the nether realm of it all, I'd just like to take a quick break to thank our sponsor today, Liquid Death. Mm. Um, Liquid Death, they, they're those tall boy cans that have been popping up in 7-Eleven and Whole Foods um in the water section usually which is because they're not beer which is what you might think at first they're mountain spring water from the alps liquid death uh their mission is to slay plastic bottles um because they believe that aluminum is better than plastic for recyclability i believe they believe this because it's true but i have not done my research um but it sounds right right it sounds right that aluminum is more recyclable than plastic yeah regardless Look, yeah, regardless of liquid death, they donate 10% of their profits to fighting plastic pollution. So that's objectively good. And uh, if you go to their website, liquiddeath.com, you'll get free shipping on merchandise, free shipping on purchases of two or more cases of water. Plus, if you use the code MORTALPOD, you get two koozies with the purchase of a case of water. Who doesn't love a koozie? Dave, you got a, you're a koozie guy, right? I got a cornucopia of koozies, and I love one that has liquid death all over Acusacopia, it. if you will. Indeedy do. Well, thank you, Liquid Death, once again, for sponsoring today's show. 
Liquid death. Anyway, back to the nether realm. So Taven goes to the nether realm. He walks through this portal uh, that Caro opens for him. And uh, in the nether realm, Taven has many adventures. First off, just to set the scene for you, Dave, the nether realm is essentially if uh, hell was a dimension, um, you know, event horizon style. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. That's a great film. It was the first R-rated movie I saw in a theater. I think I was like seven. Um, and I went with a bunch of older kids and I was like, ah, oh God. Um, and I remember every frame of it. Um, great movie. So uh, Taven goes to another realm and uh, he's like, whoa, this is a lot. And he has many adventures there. He, he meets a necromancer named Quan Chi. And uh, he battles the necromancer's henchmen who are a bunch of demons in the form of hot babes. Uh, and he beats, uh, he beats them and he frees one of them, a woman named Serena, who no longer wants to be imprisoned by Quanji. He fights uh, an Oni, a demon named Draman, who's terrifying. He's got a club for a hand. And he's got a mask like bolted onto his head. Um, Taven defeats him. He even meets a fallen elder god named Shinnok, essentially the Lucifer of the Mortal Kombat universe, um, who, ironically enough, has unseated Lucifer, the god placed in charge of protecting the nether realm. Um, you may be wondering, Dave, the biblical Lucifer? No, is there a different um, Lucifer? No, it's the it's that guy. It's the guy from the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I need to read the Bible uh, before I play this game? Yeah. Do you want to pause and you can catch up? Yeah. Would, that, would it help? It's just in terms of understanding what the fuck is happening. Yeah. It would help contextualize, I think, some of this. In 3rd Corinthians, New Psybot yeah. <laughs> was reborn. Jeez. New Psybot is, in a sense, a Christ-like figure in that he comes yeah. back from the dead. I feel like Job right now. I'm being tested with this story. <laughs> Listen, we're drawing near the end. Ah, uh, yes. To, if it gives you any relief. Yeah, to know. I'll unzip my pants. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm just going to just gonna do it. Yeah, just, to, just relax. <laughs> you know, after you have a nice big meal, you want to unbutton your, your, Listen, your fly. That's how I feel right recording. now. I'm full. I feel like it's not just the zipper, though. Like, the picture you conjured is not the thing you do when you've had a big meal. Like, just unzipping wouldn't really give you relief, right? If your pants are too tight. Yeah, I'm going to have to just take them off. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tube in myself during this podcast. That's okay. We turned video off for the sake of having decent <laughs> so, audio. So I don't tube in myself. Yeah. Yeah, I have figured you were tubing it this whole time. New, I I've, I don't know about you. I've been picturing you Donald Duck in it through the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have. Yeah. Let's just say there's a couple episodes of Galaxy Brains where I've gone full Donald D. Yeah, I figured you were just wearing a large T-shirt. Yeah, and that was it. Just a big old T. Maybe flip flops. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, kind of like uh, the Beach Bum that movie. Oh God, I fucking love that movie. Classic. As a Florida boy, that movie really landed. Oh, I me. bet. I bet. Really did. Ugh, God, I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, uh, so uh shinnok taven meets shinnok a fallen elder god who says i rule this realm however some demons have taken my throne taven if you help me retrieve my throne 
I can tell you where Dagon went and I can send you there. Um, and Taven is like, all right. I mean, you are literally a fallen elder God who has dethroned Lucifer, but I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a, a good move. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Taven, uh, fights these deems, um, and restores Shinnok to his throne. Um, and Shinnok says, cool, I will send you back to earth realm. That is where Dagon went. And Taven is like, okay, cool. Thanks, Shinnok. Appreciate it. Shinnok sends Taven back to earth realm where Taven does not find Dagon at all. So he's like, shit, I guess I gotta go back to the beginning because I'm totally lost in the weeds now. <laughs> is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> no. Uh, he goes to Orin back at the cave uh, and finds that Orin has been mortally wounded. Finally, someone's uh, been mortally wounded in mortal combat. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Good. He's like, my, my fucking guts are everywhere. Oh, Taven, fuck. Oh, dude. Taven's like, who did this to you? And he's like, this guy, Quan Chi, have you met him? And Taven's like, yeah, I beat him up and I let him live in the in the nether realm. Foolish. So this is like a great power comes great responsibility situation. Um. So Orin is like, I'm dying, but I can order, I can open one more portal for you mm-hmm. before I die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to send you to Outworld because that's where Quan Chi went. And Quan Chi was saying, he came and mortally wounded me because he wants to defeat Blaze. The word is out about the prophecy. Now everyone wants to get, kill Blaze and get his power. Um, so I'm going to send you to Outworld to stop Quan Chi because it's like at this point we're just putting out fires, man. I'm fucking dying. And Taven's like, all right, cool, let's go. Orin opens up the portal. Taven emerges through it and winds up in Shao Kahn's fortress. What? Yeah. Escaping is going to be no easy task and Quan Chi is nowhere to be found. Uh, so on his way through the fortress, Taven fights many enemies. He fights a temptress named Melina. I know her. He fights a half-dragon prince named Goro. He fights a big living statue. I don't know why, but that happens to him. Um, eventually, he even meets a crazy old man in a jail cell named Shujinko who says, oh, I got locked up on purpose so I could spy and find out what these guys are. And Taven's like, I don't need to know about any of that. I'm, you can go. He opens up the jail cell. He lets Shujinko go. Um, eventually, Taven finds a throne room where he finds Quan Chi trying to broker an alliance with Shao Kahn and this guy named the Dragon King Onaga and Shang Tsung, and I believe Shinnok as well is there. Basically every bad guy in Mortal Kombat. And they're all planning to uh, form an alliance to find and, and defeat Blaze. And Taven is like, oh no, this is so bad. So he pops out of the shadows to try to stop them, but they've already booked it to Edenia, where they say they've heard Blaze is. So everyone's heading to Edenia, to Taven's home realm, to defeat Blaze. And Taven's like, this is my destiny, but I also didn't ask for this, and my brother, and oh, what's happening? So he tries to follow them to Edenia, and then he gets stopped by Raiden. You remember that guy from from Mortal Kombat? I've heard of this fellow. Yeah. So Raiden says, uh, I have agreed to stop you from getting to Edenia, 
even though I'm traditionally a good guy, because uh, I see the I see the writing on the wall. The world's gonna end, and uh, those bad guys told me that they'll protect Earthrealm and spare Earthrealm when the realms collapse, as long as I stop you. And my job is to protect Earthrealm, and Taven's like seems pretty selfish, dude. So he beats up Raiden, and he goes through the portal to Adenia. And when he gets there, he sees that uh, the place is 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 a ruins, and every warrior from across the realms, armies of good and evil, are assembling, eager to take Taven and Dagon's prize. Taven is like, I don't know what to do. It looks like a lot of Mortal Kombat's going to happen soon. Thank God. I'm feeling lost. And uh, he's like, but I guess I have to find my brother and defeat him and defeat Blaze, right? Like, that's my only path forward. Um, and then he gets confronted by Scorpion. Remember Scorpion? Mm-hmm. He's cool. Scorp- and Scorpion says, I am the champion of the Elder Gods. And they have asked me to stop you and Dagon from doing this. Because the Elder Gods don't want the realms to merge. They're just trying to stop this from happening. They don't want anyone to do it. Even if it's a genuinely like nice guy. Um, they want no one to defeat Blaze. Uh, and you're the most likely one to do it. So I'm Scorpion. I'm here to stop you. And Taven beats him up too. And, and he moves on. <laughs> Man, and he then, just beats people up, leaves them, and then keeps going. Well, you know, he's the protagonist of story mode. Yeah, he's so. got to keep moving and grooving and doing He's got things. levels, yeah, he's you got know. Stuff. What are you going to do? Appointments uh, to make, people to see, keep it moving, guy. Yeah, and now he's in the endgame now because he finally finds Dagon in a crater, in the and in, 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 it's time to fight in this big old crater. Taven Dagon fight hand to hand except Dagon is like I got both swords and I don't care about cheating because I'm tossed salad and scrambled eggs and Taven uh, despite fighting his brother who has had more experience who is his essentially his equal who has two swords Taven manages to defeat his brother because of everything he's learned from all of the people he's met in his journeys across the realms um but also, halfway through the fight, Blaze shows up and is like, this isn't where you're supposed to fight. You're supposed to fight on top of the pyramid. That was the prophecy, and you guys are screwing it up. And he teleports them to the top of the pyramid, and they finish the fight there. Um, before before Blaze... Uh, Blaze beat... Sorry, Taven beats Dagon. And before he defeats Blaze, Blaze is pretty much like, all right, dude, it's time for you to kill me. But Taven refuses. Mm, twist? Yeah, dude. Taven says, this whole quest that my parents dreamed up ruined my family. A day ago, I was home in Edenia. I was enjoying my life. I got bonked on the head. And now I woke up all these years later. My brother made me defeat him in combat. Tried to take my life. My parents are murdered. I don't want any of this. And Blaze points to the armies below and says, Taven, it's your responsibility, man. If you don't kill me and take the power of the one being, one of them will. And so you have to decide now, what are you going to do? So Taven puts up his fists and he says, all right, Blaze, I don't want this, but I'll do it. 
because it's what my parents wanted. At least I could do one good... And all of a sudden, he just gets fucking killed, and all the warriors mob the pyramid. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Who killed him? uh, I don't... It's never even specified. So all of this horse shit (laughs) is leading up to him just getting killed. Yeah. Hmm. People Uh, liked this game, I read. (laughs) No, they didn't really. Not really. (laughs) Generally, this is one of the games people are less fond of from this era. People preferred the game that came before it. They thought this one got a little sloppy because they tried to include every character. It meant no one got, like, great attention paid to them. Right. I mean, there were, like, 50, 60 characters. Let's say, let's say make up all these fucking other characters like Taven and Dagon that nobody Those are the only two they in. made up for this game, but yeah, they shouldn't have. I yeah, do boo. agree. Boo. I would have, um, I'd rather play Mortal Kombat Special Forces than this. Oh, come on. You don't mean that. I don't. I'm just joking. I'm just having a laugh. Ta- they got, what do they got in that one? Taser face? <laughs> Taser face. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's in there. Yeah. No, no face. And Tasia. <laughs> two Tasia? different characters. Oh boy. Yeah, she's like if a taser was a girl. <sighs> anyway, so he anyway. dies. They're fighting. Um, and then Taven dies. Everyone dies. Armageddon um, occurs. It's not really Taven's story, but ultimately it's Shao Kahn who defeats Blaze. <laughs> and uh <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, and he's gonna collapse all of reality. And then um Raiden in a last gasp attempt to stop reality from collapsing sends a message back in time to his younger self to try to change the course of history um and that message is he must win and in classic kelvin universe star trek style it creates a reboot that is technically a sequel because it's just a new timeline starting from like the first mortal kombat game era um but in that new timeline taven uh Honestly, the closest answer to what happened to Taven is that before he was ever even released from the the rock prison, uh, Rain, his half-brother, who in the first timeline, uh, he kind of brushed off, uh, basically just went in there and drowned him. Thank God. <laughs> and, uh, and so Taven's not even in the new timeline. Rain speaks for all of us. When he says, fuck you, I'm going to drown your ass. This is lame. How dare you waste my time? That is a a remarkable story in the sense that it has no payoff and Mm -hmm. would disappoint anyone. Yeah. Even if you like didn't care about Mortal Kombat and you played this game to to completion, you'd be pissed off at the end. You'd be probably pretty mad. Excuse me. What happens here? Mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. yeah and that's it you know that's um Braved. that's the story Demented. of of taven Disgusting. yeah mm-hmm. he sucks maybe the shittiest mortal Kombat <laughs> character i've ever heard of i don't disagree he's he's not he's not great i'm gonna google this because i want to know what he looks like <laughs> bad he looks like he's got a if... tattoo on his face he looks like if Billabong was a guy. Oh, man. What the heck? I'm pretty sure this is the guy who did that song Butterfly by Crazy Town. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. We are Crazy Town, and this song's Butterfly. Yeah. I googled Mortal Kombat Taven, 
And Google said, did you mean Mortal Kombat Raiden? And I said, I wish I did. Could you? Could you? (laughs) Is it possible that I could just change my (laughs) query now before it's too late? (laughs) Boo. Um, Yeah. Well, Dave, that's the story of Taven, which means it brings us to the final segment of our show. A segment I like to call Choose Your Destiny, in which I ask you, now that you're more aware of the various realms and peoples that make up the Mortal Kombat universe. Dave, if you existed in the Mortal Kombat universe, what would you be? Where? What realm would you live in? What would your fatality be? Hmm, that's a good question. So, What role would you play? Denia, Earthrealm, Outworld. And then there's some sort of nether realm. The nether realm, there's the chaos realm, there's the order realm. There's uh, Veternus, the vampire realm. Ooh. There's Atera, the dinosaur person Ooh. realm. Um, I think dinosaurs would be pretty sweet. And I want to be like a half, okay. half man, half dinosaur. And uh, my fatality. A manosaur. Yeah, a manosaur. <laughs> and I think my fatality would be just biting a guy's head off. Like, let's keep it simple. I'm a giant dinosaur. I've got mm-hmm. my head, but sharp fangs on a dinosaur's body. And I just eat a guy. Yeah. I just eat. I eat you. It would be tight if your last words before doing it too were uh, soups on. Um, I waited till now to do this for fun. <laughs> We've been fighting, yeah, I, but I decided not to use eating you as a move. I until simply now. didn't. I didn't need to fight you. I, I could have eaten yeah. you an hour ago, but I like to. I waited until you were standing in place, feeling woozy. <laughs> yeah, what I really needed to do was tenderize you a little bit before I, I chow down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. I like this. <laughs> I like where this is going. I'm in. Make me a Mortal Kombat character, John Tobias. Um, I can ask JT if you do it. Hey JT, he's been on the show before. Can you put he's my a, head on a, a big old dinosaur boy. Come on now, JT. Could you do us a favor? I mean, he is a great artist. To be honest, he st- he started out as an artist. Draw me like um, one of your French girls, JT. Does it? sway you at all to know that uh all of the Zaterans, with the exception of reptile get genocided <laughs> yeah that makes me feel great okay <laughs> well this is this is a, a, a quite a journey uh and i i don't know if i am as disappointed as i would have been if i actually de- decade, uh, dedicated you know multiple uh days of my life to playing this game um yeah. but i'm pretty disappointed <laughs> i mean listen <laughs> it's pretty fun to play is it? Yeah. You get to sit through these cutscenes of Taven. They're good. Because it's like you're like exploring a temple and then you get zapped by a taser and you're like, what? And then Sector comes out of the shadows and you point at the screen like the meme of Leo DiCaprio. That's, and, a, that's and like a guy from Hollywood. the game. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, and you say, that's Sector. Um, and it's like, they do do a fun job for the fans, at least, of uh, having a story that weaves through character after character after character that you're like oh i know them i know them oh interesting that's the role they play oh and they made this decision okay none of them wind up being very significant um but it is kind of fun to have i guess this access character that takes you through it works better for a video game than a movie yeah i I don't think you can really do taven in uh, any of these films you know they tried (laughs) they did well uh caved Jaeger or um, Kate Jaeger. Uh, what was the guy's Jade. name in the new Mortal Kombat? It was uh, Craig. Craig Kilborn. Kilborn. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, what is his It'd name? Be kind of a good Mortal Kombat name. Yeah. With a K. Jeff. Killborn. Whoa. Killborn with two, K- two L's. Yeah. It's already got a K in it. You don't have to change anything. You might want to change the K for Craig, but yeah. Um, JT, make uh, Craig Killborn a character in the next one. One of the most dedicated uh, Mortal Podcast listeners, Neil, uh, who I will call out here, is a huge Taven uh, defender. No, no. And has (laughs) promised to make a a reciprocation episode defending Taven's legacy. Neil, please don't do that. So... um, I will uh, listen. Neil's a funny man, and I fully expect it to be pretty good. So I'll link you when that comes out, and we'll see if Neil's capable of changing anyone's mind on this. Yeah, because uh, you do historically love podcasts, as you mentioned earlier. I am a big fan of to listening them. to podcasts. Yes, especially yeah. ones that are about the shittiest Mortal Kombat character of all time. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to start a podcast just about how shitty this character is, and see how long it lasts. Yeah, why not? It's called Taven, comma No Thanks with Dave Schilling. Taven. Damn near killed him. T T N T Taven. No thanks. <laughs> Boo! Boo this man. God damn it. Uh, Dave, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining. You're welcome. Thanks I hope you me. enjoyed your time here with me and Taven. I did. I laughed. I cried. I cried some more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if people want more Dave Schilling in their lives, which of course they will, where could they find it? At Dave Schilling, Dave underscore Schilling, excuse me, at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. That's where you can find me tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can listen to Galaxy Brains on any podcast platform you can think of. If it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can listen to my podcast on there too. I, I co-host with uh, my good friend and Mystery Science Theater 3000 host, Jonah Ray. We talk about movies, TV, um, we do it in a very entertaining, immersive, comedic way. We're breaking down Candyman this week. We Ooh, got a Shang-Chi episode coming out very soon. Um, we got some great guests. We had Kumail Nanjiani on to talk about... Uh, Former guest of the show. Yes, talk about Idiocracy. Um, we have um, Paul F. Tompkins coming on to talk about No Time to Die, the new James Ooh. Bond movie. Uh, and we have Danny Fernandez talking about Venom and why, show. why Venom is the horniest superhero character that there is. I don't think you need to explain that. If anyone's seen that first Venom movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sex romp uh, like no other. It's just that all the sex yeah. happens off screen between a man and a symbiote. Except for the kiss between the three way kiss between Venom and uh, Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams. That shit rules. When she's got the Venom suit the on. The movie is so awesome. The I movie love owns. It. Yeah, I can't wait for the sequel. Uh, so um, tune into Galaxy Brains and hear us talk about yeah. all the boners that people get in the movie Venom 2. I hope they get boners in there. I feel like it's going to be a whole new vibe with Andy Serkis directing, but hopefully having Tom Hardy writing it, yes, co-writing it, uh, we'll preserve some of the gonzo energy. Indeed. Um, well, great. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. Listeners, this has been the season finale uh, for the season of Mortal Podcast. And uh, if you've been keeping track, that means unless Mortal Kombat 12 comes out soon, next season is the final season of Mortal <gasps> Podcast what? for the foreseeable future. I mean, we know Mortal Kombat 12 is in development. Hard to say how many characters they'll introduce. Of course, I'll always be back when new characters enter the canon but um but uh next season will be will be the last for now 
Uh, so, if, while we're taking this little break, which of course I like to do between seasons, if you'd like uh, your Mortal Podcast fix, I do have a Patreon. I always forget to advertise this. Maybe the second time I've brought it up on the show. Jesus, what the but fuck? There is, I know. I tweet about it. I don't know. That's the only way I promote the show. I tweet. Um, but uh, I do have a Patreon. Uh, we have a lot of fun on the Patreon. There's a Discord channel where we pretty much talk every day. Uh, me and everyone in the Patreon, we talk about Mortal Kombat. We have a whole crypt full of Mortal Kombat ephemera. Is that the right way to... Am I pronouncing that right? Ephemera? Ephemera. Ephemera. Uh, there's so much Mortal Kombat ephemera uh, available in the Discord. Old comic books and pieces of lore and stuff. We also have bonus content every month. Um, episodes covering downloadable characters like how does Rambo fit into the Mortal Kombat universe? How do I, Ben Meckler, fit into the Mortal Kombat universe since I was introduced to Mortal Kombat 11 as someone that the Terminator killed when the Terminator was added to Mortal Kombat? So I got episodes covering that stuff. I also, uh, uh, we have watch parties. We're about to do a watch party right after we record this to- tomorrow morning uh, for the new Mortal Kombat animated film. We're going to watch it on Zoom, talk about it together. It's a lot of fun highly recommend joining i believe it's patreon.com slash mortal podcast i think that's how links work yeah you um, gotta, it shouldn't be hard to find you gotta look that up maybe and write that down on a piece of paper i should probably brought this up more tattoo it on it. your forearm like in memento i don't know whatever you gotta do listen it's a lot of fun you're gonna want to be there um it's a great community they have writing competitions i see people in there sending each other prizes across the world we got people in countries all over the world. it's a great time join the join the podcast patreon hopefully i'll see you there if not i'll see you next season uh and as always finish him dun, 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 dun,